ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? Welcome to another edition of the Player and the Fan. I am yours truly, David Noel. I am the player, the coach, whatever you want to call it now. Akira, my co-host, what's happening? Man? What's going on? What's going on? We got some basketball going on. That I mean, Max, finally, finally, as my boy Dwayne the Rock Johnson say, finally. I mean, we got lots of you know a lot of it too. I'm talking about yeah, it's been wall to wall packed. Yeah, like, like yeah, like starting it. at 4 p.m., ending at like midnight, like, and, and it's like ranked teams too. It's not like you know, you watching subpar basketball, right? They yeah. they really got to it this year. They they, yeah. I mean, they normally come out the gates with some, you know, the Champions Classic and all that kind of stuff. But this been some heavy hitting basketball, like right away. It has I'm enjoying this season, like this, and, and you know, we are like as they say. We're all thankful to even have yep. basketball in this type of form. Um, so definitely excited. Definitely um, excited. I I um I wonder if I, I'm getting the feeling that the NCAA is wide open this year. I mean, just watching it, basketball, I just feel like of course you have your regular players who, you know, always float to the top, but I can see like you know, a, a shocker come March, ideally, if we have a March. I think so. You, you, I you don't think? Obviously, I, I a lot of teams, a lot of high-ranked teams go down. So, you know, I, it is showing that preseason and exhibition and scrimmages are definitely needed. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I am not so, like, you know, over here, like, pulling my hair out about my Tar Heels going down today. Right. And so, today is, is Wednesday after the Maui Invitational with Carolina yeah. to Texas, 69-67. Yeah. There is, you know what? I got a lot to say about that game, but we'll get into that game a little bit later. So what, what we are going to kick it off with, though, is them bums eight miles down the road losing. <laughs> That's all. I don't care about nothing else. Long as them bums lose, it's a good day for me. It just rubbed me. Because I don't get to talk jump for about a couple hours because then we turn around and lose. But that's all right, though. That's all right, though. I'm, I got it in a little bit last night. I only made one comment, a little slick one. You know, that's it. That's it. I didn't take it too far last night. What you think about that game? I thought it was a pretty good game. Um, Michigan State came back. They were down at four in the, um, going into the half. And they only outplayed Duke by two points in the second half. Um, so, you know, Duke didn't necessarily fall off. Michigan State just got better, literally by yeah, one yeah. point. Um, Matthew Hurt was a star for Michigan. Oh, I'm sorry, Matthew Hurt was a star for Duke with 21 points. And um, yeah, uh, Coach K had multiple players in double digits, but Michigan State just wanted it more. See, my thing is, and and, and it, now mind you, I you know I I I watched the game closely, and. I feel like I feel like Duke, they just couldn't, it's, it was kind of like us today. They couldn't hit the three ball. Yeah, yeah. And that hurt them bad. And Michigan State just kept dumping it inside, kept dumping it inside. Um, what's my man name? Big fella. Uh, is it Bingham? I think it was Bingham. No, I wasn't Bingham. What's his name? 
I can't think of big fella name. Uh, it was um um Marble. He had a big game for them on the inside, and that's and that's something that I think is gonna hurt Duke this year. But if they can make shots, they'll be able to make up for it. They'll be able to make up for it. So we'll see. We'll see how them bums continue to progress throughout the throughout the season. Jalen Johnson looked good though. You know what's funny as I was watching Duke, I don't know if it's the camera crazies that's missing, but I just did not get the same feeling. It just didn't feel like a Duke team. I was like, I, I knew who the players were, but there wasn't that, you know, ex- I don't know. Something was missing. They missing no, something. Absolutely agree with that. I, I turned on the game and it was like, uh-uh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Like not Duke. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, no. Like this don't look right. Like yeah. this don't even feel right. But at the end of the day, again, we, we have college basketball, and that and that's probably more than we can ask for, mm-hmm. uh, especially during these times. Just time to you know watch these kids go out and be able to get uh, give it their all one, but also do something that they love to do uh, that they they've been wanting to do for so long now. And um, again, best of luck to all of the teams this year. Uh, and we'll, we'll, again, continue to see how each team progress. It didn't surprise me that they lost. Uh, it's like, again, we talked about it earlier, how important these, these preseason games are uh, that you didn't get a chance to play. These, these scrimmages are that you didn't get a chance to play. And guys are just really rolling. Coaches say it left and right in their interviews. We don't know who we are with yet. It's going to take yeah. us about two, 10, 12 games. We don't know yeah. who we are yet, where you had the preseason, then you had a couple of your little exhibition games, then you had a couple of your little warm-up games at the beginning of the mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. to kind of figure out who you are. But by that time, you're seven games in, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying? You've kind of figured out who you are hitting your stretch. Now, it's roll the balls out there and let's get it going. And and like we said, it's been heavy-hitting matchups yeah. like throughout all NCAA, and I'm loving every single bit of it. Yeah, these kids have to – well, the freshmen have to grow up really quickly. Uh, they haven't played highly competitive ball in, what, eight, nine months. So um, yeah. that that's a big factor as well. And, you know, some kids didn't get to campus until July, August. So there, there's a lot of factors going in with this. And you, I don't think you can take anyone for face value. Now, come January, I think those excuses go out the window. But absolutely. right now, we're looking at a, a preseason. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we are. We so, are. And, 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 and let, I guess we'll go ahead and dive into it because – um North Carolina mm-hmm. they lose today by two points pretty much on a buzzer beater yep. to Texas uh in the championship game at Maui and I told you I told you this the last podcast I told you I didn't think that they would even get to the championship game mm-hmm. I, I thought that if they faced Stanford that they would lose to Stanford and, and low-key yeah. you know they found they found a way to win that game I'll say this, and this has me very, very, very excited about my Tar Heels this year. We didn't make shots today. We lost by two points. Last year's team would have lost by 30, I think. In both of those games, in in yesterday's game against Stanford and in in the game today against Texas. So So what's the biggest difference? So the biggest difference is, I think we have talent on the floor that is capable of playing at this level. 
That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I mean, listen, Coach Williams said it last year. Hey, bro, this is the least talented team out of Coach ever. And he took shots for that. But and, and part of it is on him. The recruiting process that they did wasn't good. Right. This year, this year, it's better. It's better. But what I also saw in this game was a lot of wasted possessions. Mm-hmm. And that bothered me a lot. That bothered me, man, because I'm watching us be down eight or down seven yeah. with a chance to cut it, and yeah. we we trick it off, yeah. or or the the spacing isn't good enough for us to get the shot that we need, or it's a rush shot because of spacing and things like that. So I, I felt like there were a lot of wasted possessions in this game, but again, those are things that you clean up later on in the season. So hopefully. When we clean those up later on in the season, games like this turn into wins versus buzzer beater losses. So when you're looking at things like bench points um, at 15, um, mm-hmm. looking at only 10 points off of turnovers, um, and you're looking at only nine fast break points, what does that say? The nine fast break points is a problem okay. because North Carolina wants to get out. They want to play mm-hmm. fast. Here, here, So here it is. We'll go through it. Also, we completely we completely dominated them on the glass. Absolutely, we out we out rebounded them by fifty. We had twenty offensive rebounds to their eight. Mm-hmm. That's what North Carolina does. We 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 made more free throws than they took. Perfect. That's what North Carolina does. Uh, we out rebounded assists. We only had six assists. Don't like that. Again, ball move movement. We had 14 turnovers, and I think we had like 11 in the first half. Yes. So only three in the second half, yes. that kind of deal. So, okay, that's fine. We can deal with that. And that's why we were down by 10 at the half, that kind of deal. But two steals to their 10, mm-hmm. uh, transition points, only at six, and then we were one for nine from the three-point line. Yep. So when you when you look at the numbers, and again, bench production, I'm okay with that. We had, what what's that? 12, 15, 15 points 15 off of the bench. Yeah. And Dayron Sharp played 16 minutes. I think, I think we're 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 having that fluctuation between how well Baycock is playing, how well Garrison yeah. is playing. So Dayron might not get the minutes that hold on. You you're hitting on something right now because I don't think anyone expected. Well, I don't want to say anyone expected, but 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 Baycock. I'm calling him yeah. the cleaner this year. Like, he cleans up everything down low. And to me, he's – I'm not going to say that. But he's playing fantastic right now. Like, he's earning that, that starting spot. Listen to me. I, I never doubted what Baycock could do. Never. Like, I, I saw him in AAU, and I saw what he did last year. They, now, I, I saw a tweet that you tweeted, and they was talking about how Garrison played last year out of necessity that yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. And so, and, and we're going to speak to this too. We're going to talk, we're going we're gonna to get back to the point of Garrison probably won't win ACC player of the year, but, but here's why. Because of Baycock, mm-hmm. because of Kessler, mm-hmm. because of De'Ron De- Sharp, he has too many other pieces around him at his position for him to have the season numbers wise that he did last year. Even though this game, this game, he balled out. He had 18 and seven. Yeah. Need to get that to about 18 and 10. But I'm okay with 18 and seven. 
the piece, here's the, and here's the piece that I, I've been kind of, the first couple games, Andrew Playtech, I felt like he was taking leaky spot. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I, I felt like he was, remember how we talked about leaky black being the, the glue, glue guy, right? being right. everything that we need. Right. I felt like Andrew Playtech was coming. I felt like he- You know what, I'm not even gonna lie. He, he came in and, and bought a spark. He did. He did. So and it, and it excited me because Leaky outside of the, the Stanford game, I think he had like 10 and 8. Yeah. This game, yeah. this game, he was 8 and 10. Yeah. I, I like those numbers. I like those numbers. But I, I still feel like there is something missing in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. There is something missing. And yeah. whatever it is, if we can find it now again, Caleb Love was two for 13. RJ Davis was three for 11. RJ Davis went to the basket one time, had a clean, smooth layup and yeah. kicked that thing out. For I, was just about and I said, boy. Yeah. It, it, oh it, my God. It, the simple shots. We're missing simple shots. Like we are for layups. They were, they were 12 for 20 for layups. And the, to me, that's an issue because layups are easy. Um, right. They didn't have zero dunks. Um, not that dunks are, you know, expansive, but I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just the simplicity of of basketball. I feel like that's missing. UNC looks complicated. Like you're looking at all these missed shots. You're looking at the turnovers. Like you said, the spacing. It just looks cluttered. I'm seeing Garrison too much at the top of the key. Like why is why is he up there so much? Like there's so so I I I will explain that part. Okay. So in Carolina system, Carolina likes to do a kind of a high low situation. For real, for real, the four man is the probably the most important piece or player in Carolina's offense because he dictates he dictates what play is going to be ran. When you come down as a point guard and you swing the ball to the four man, it is up to him what he does with the basketball that initiates the play. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So he has the ability to say, okay, I can read the floor. I can swing it this way and I go pick and roll. They're going to switch this. Now I got the mismatch in the post. They're going to play through me. Or I can swing it back this way. We can get up. We can get the, we can run a kickback. I come off of the screen. I might not get it, but we got a high, low action coming. That kind of deal. So with Garrison being at the top of the floor, it means Coach Wills trusts him to, to, to figure out what we need to be in at that particular position. So that's why you see Garrison in the middle of the floor at the top okay. of the key okay. quite often, which honestly, out of all of the big men, he would be he the one. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Right. He would be the one. So that part is explained. The other spacing, it was one part on the floor. We had the ball on the wing and all five guys was on the, on that side of the yeah. basket. Yeah. I said, bro, what? come on, man. Yeah. Like there, there, there are, there are little things that yeah. we are missing that I feels like that I feel like turn the game for. Honestly, we should have won this game by eight points. Yeah, I agree. We should have won the game by eight points. And and that ain't and that ain't that's not having a preseason. That's I ain't talking about that. I ain't talking about you know guys not being in rhythm, all that kind of stuff. That's not that. That is literally we should have won this game by eight points because of spacing, understanding where you need to be on the floor, not not cutting when a dude is driving, little things that we got to clean up. So when Caleb Love says that when him and RJ are in together, they have to learn how to work as a system. What is confusing for the both of them whenever they're on the floor together that's not clicking? So I think 
I, I would say right now, because Caleb is such a ball-dominant guard, mm-hmm. he has to learn how to play off of the ball. But that is tough because the offense doesn't necessarily dictate a swing-swing type of mentality to where he can catch and go, where he's making a quick decision, or he can catch and come off of a pick and roll because of the spacing. Right. Like in secondary, you have your spacing. You have where everybody's supposed to be. But in our regular offense, there isn't much of that. There, there is a lot of just pass and move. And sometimes I feel like we cut and we're moving um, without any rhyme or reason, so to speak. Also, so when you're looking at points in the paint, you only have 36. Is that, I mean, it's, it's, is that good or bad? I mean, it's almost half of, of, of their, their total, but should there be more points in the paint or is that efficient at 36? Um, I'm okay. I'm okay with 36. Wait, wait. Yeah, that's that's more than half of our points. Yeah. And yeah. then what? The other the other third of it came from the free throw line. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Um, and and it, and it shows us, and it continues to show that we are, again, inside out team first, and th- and that's what and that's what we're definitely gonna be this year. But at the end of the day, our guards do have to make shots. We haven't we haven't made shots yet. In, in, in all four games. I was just about so, to say that. So if you're, okay, you're, you're Carolina, you're going back into to practice. What are you working on? What's the first thing that you're working on at practice? For me, it's, for me, it's spacing. You, understanding, understanding where guys need to be on the floor. Like, honestly, if, 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 if I don't have a post-up, then I shouldn't be on the block. Get to the short corner. Get mm-hmm. to the dunker spot. Like, or if I'm, if I'm passing the ball and, and, and I'm not in the plate and I'm in the corner, I need to be deep corner. Right. Like these, these are, it's, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's fine tuning little things inside of North Carolina's offense that will, that will open the floor up for Caleb Love, for RJ Davis, for your shooters, closeouts are going to be a little longer. That's another thing we've been doing too. We ain't been guarding the three ball well. So, yeah. um, we need to we need to get to that at practice, and then outside of that, I, I, I sh- maybe shoot a little bit more. I don't know. Like, That's I don't the know. thing. And from you know just hearing the rumors from practice and the the people that they brought in, I was expecting high shooting from Carolina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like no one has impressively done well from beyond art. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, you're hearing your Kerwins are your best shooters, your RJs, and that. Caleb's and I'm not seeing anything. So why is it becoming acclimated to college ball or is it? Absolutely. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Okay. It is becoming you're, acclimated. You're playing it better is, players. I'm assuming. That, and it, it, is, it is a lot tougher to go from high school because the high school line is right on the arc, right okay. at the you know, top of the key. Um, I forget how many feet it is, but that those extra three feet that you've got to shoot from behind, from high school to college. I don't care how much you think you step curry in high school, that line make a difference. Okay. Like that line makes a difference. So you can, you can, you, you have to get acclimated to that. You have to start understanding, all right, I'm playing in it. Well, you ain't playing in a gym full of nobody now, but yeah. you're playing in the empty gym, you're bringing your own energy. Mm-hmm. So, so the shots that are going to be made or taken are going to feel a little bit different. So 
I, I don't know, but I, I hope we start to make shots at, at a much better clip than what we have been shooting over the last four games. So when you're looking at Carolina basketball and these freshmen, there's seven freshmen. Um, is there, of course, there's always weight that comes with Carolina because it's not just, mm -hmm. like, you know, you're not playing for just anybody. You're playing for one of the most prolific college basketball programs of all time. Um, with the pressure from that included, you know, people's expectations. And then you also, you know, you, you think about your your chances in the draft. It's just so much going on in a freshman's head, especially when you, when you think about a Caleb Love, who mm -hmm. everyone just has these high expectations for. Um, and he even said himself that he has to get out his own head and that they're pressing too much. Him and RJ, they're, they're pressing too much. Um, how do you get them to relax as a coach, you know, or even as a teammate? You know, how do you, you get them to stay in the moment and stifle everything else? That's that's exactly it. They have to stay in the moment, and and the only and the only way that you can get them to do that is them for for them to do that it themselves. Like I and it like I can I can remember this very vividly. Uh, my senior year in North Carolina, it was the first time that I had ever really thought about what was next. Mm -hmm. So my senior year in North Carolina, we went to Virginia, and we played. Um, and we, we ended up losing that game. And afterwards, the reporters came to me and I broke down. Like I broke down crying because I, I had a bad game. But it was the first time like in my whole entire career that I thought me having a bad game was going to affect me going to the NBA draft. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I had ever thought about it. And I'm like, why would I? But, I, but subconsciously, it had, it had been in the back of my mind for like the last two games. And I played like some trash those two games. And we ended up losing to Virginia and, I, and, and again. So, and from, from that point forward, I, I, I remember going and having a meeting with Coach Williams and Coach Williams sent me down and was like, hey man, listen, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like all you can do is do what you can do now. And from that point forward, it was like, you know what Dave? Like, why are we worried about tomorrow when we, we haven't even finished today? Yeah. So I started I started trying to play each game in that moment. And, and literally, that's really all they can do. They can't worry about March and April and May and June if they're going to get drafted and all that kind of stuff, because they have to do it now. Like what they do now, it, 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 probably, it probably won't affect down the road too much. Like if you if you look at some of the players that have come through North Carolina, your, your, your Nasir Littles, your Cole Anthony's, who 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 they assume coming in were going to be top five picks. Mm -hmm. Trust me, these GMs and all that kind of stuff, they they already know what they want out of these players. Like yeah. they know who these players are, so they're not going to like hold too much crazy weight on a successful or an unsuccessful year in college. You know what I'm saying? So. I, I think I think what they have to do is they have to sit back. They have to say, hey, man, listen, we're at the University of North Carolina. It doesn't matter where you are. I'm playing college basketball right now when nobody thought that we was even going to play. Mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to have fun. And I'm going to go from there. And, and But everybody doesn't think Caleb Love is a one and done. I have noticed that. I've been hearing a lot of people think he's going to stay about two years. But I still yeah. don't. Yeah, I, I don't either, but we'll see. I'm, I'm, a, I'm. Only, you know what? It, the only reason why I'm mad we lost to to Texas 
It's because of Greg Brown. Yes. That's yeah. the only reason why. But he didn't even play that well. So, I mean, I mean, he, he didn't. He so, did, but he get the last laugh because they won. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and for those had- of y'all who don't know what we're talking about with the Greg Brown story, um, so Kay Cunningham, who's the number one player in the in the in the, in the country, mm-hmm. who's at o, uh, Oklahoma State, him and Greg Brown, they were talking about going to school together, and his father said that North Carolina didn't do a great job of recruiting them, and so you know there was this big story about how they were they were set to come to Carolina, but then Carolina just kind of went cold on the recruiting and all that kind of stuff, and so. Uh, and then he said, "When yeah, we hope they, we hope we see them because we we gonna beat them good." So that's kind of where, it, again, if you don't know the story, I'm, it's all over the internet. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. But that's kind of what we're we're talking about. But again, Greg Brown did get the last laugh because he was, you know, his team was victorious. So he kind of he kind of got his little, I guess, payback or whatever the case may be. But um, that, but for me. I'm the type of person I like to hear two both sides of the story. Yeah. And so to hear that side from the Greg Brown family, uh, the Brown family, excuse me, like that, that's tough though. That's tough. Because unless unless you just didn't want Greg Brown. And where I would really, you put where would you put Greg Brown on this roster? But 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 think about this though. If you got Greg Brown, you probably wouldn't have uh I don't know somebody else. If and if you had Kay Cunningham, you probably you probably don't bring in a, a Kerwin Walton. But I think, don't bring. Okay, so uh, let, let's talk about a, a recruiting right quick because if you, uh, it's a race to me, you know because it is, it is a race. You're I mean, whoever right. whoever you know commits first. It, I mean, it is what it is because you, that's that's not always true though. So you're telling me, so I, I think it was Walker Kessler who was supposed to go to Duke, but he flipped and, go, and went to Carolina. And, to, and that was a shocker for a lot of people because they weren't expecting him to choose UNC. I think Walker Kessler impacted Coach Williams on recruiting Greg Brown and them. Because, I mean, if you have a Walker. Right. So, again, so if, if that's the case, you take that mo- So, again, if I'm a parent, and I know that I want to go to North Carolina. Now, again, a lot of a lot of players they want to set dates and they want to be like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm announcing yeah. mine on you know yeah. July 30th." All that weak mess, whatever, man. If you know that you want to go to a yeah. school, go ahead and commit. Yeah, like stop playing around yeah. because that's what happens. A joker slide in your spot, yeah, and now you're sitting there sick and salty. But yeah. here, here, I, I will say this. If you have a kid like Greg Brown, who you feel like is a, you know, a top-notch player that can that can that can help your program, and you have him, not versus a Walker Kessler, because you know that's that's they on the same tier, but if you have him versus a Kerwin Walton, you kind of hold on from Kerwin Walton. You say, hey, I appreciate you want to come, but we're gonna we're gonna wait a little bit. But Colonel yeah, Walton, he he was the last to commit for this class. Like he committed way late. Right, way late. You're yeah, right. You're yeah. right about that. But what but what I'm saying, I'm just I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking outside the box when 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 it comes to uh understanding the, the recruiting process. So you're right, it is a race, but coaches do have the ability to say, I appreciate you, but hold on. 
<laughs> let's 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 wait till July 30, whatever. You know, after this kid say where he gonna go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but most most coaches don't do that. Most coaches go yeah, ahead and accept the. Yeah. Yeah. Most coaches don't do that, but I'm saying most some coaches do, or all coaches reserve that right. But most coaches go ahead and accept, you know, the the commitment from the player that they're committing to. But every coach has a board now. Yeah. I don't care what they tell you. I, I, it, yeah, it, I'm I, sure. One, two, three, four, five at each position. You know, if number five want to commit, but number one talking about hold on because you you gonna hold on, you gonna hold on, because again, like people gotta understand. Now, I mean, I ain't I ain't gonna say Coach Williams is tied to this, but you know, and most of the Bluebird coaches, but a lot of these coaches are tied to like the recruiting class that they can bring in. So their their future is held yeah. upon yeah. eighteen to twenty two year olds. So yes. like. You're going to do the best that you can to recruit now. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, that's that's it for Carolina. I don't have any points to make. I think we hit all of them with, with that game. Yeah. So yeah. Carolina plays Iowa next. Um, yes. We, we, I'm, I'm, they're, I'm number three. they're number three. Uh, I, I, like I told you, I don't think I, we went through it last, last, but what I say, I think they're going to, they ain't going to end up about seven losses. You think, you don't think they can beat Iowa? I do think they can be Iowa, but here's the thing. Iowa is very good, well coached. They have a very, very dominant big man. If we try to play him one-on-one, it is going to be a long night for Carolina. We got we to do something else. Like, we got to do something else. I get it. We got like seven, eight, nine, ten big men. That's cool. That's fine. That's dandy. But, yeah. but we can't let that man get off, bro. We can't let him get off. And if we let him get off, I'm telling you now, it's going to be a long night for North Carolina. Long night. Well, that game is on Tuesday, uh, December 8th at 7.30 p.m. PM on ESPN. Um, and Carolina's game against Elon has been postponed. It, it may just be canceled because I don't see where you fit that game back in. Um, yeah. It's supposed to be December 12th at home in Chapel Hill. Um, because of COVID. Why, why was it postponed? COVID. From Elon's yep. side? Mm-hmm. I missed that. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah, so they have to do a 14-day um, quarantine period, and that kind of impacts their game against Duke and Carolina. So two ATC teams they, they won't get to play against. Hey, man, so- listen to this. Luca Garza right there is averaging 33 and a half points. <laughs> Bro, if he have 33 on us, I'm telling you, man. How tall like, is man, he? Listen, How tall like, is like he? I try to, huh? How tall is he? Uh, look, is he 6'11? 6'11, 265. Oh, he's a problem now. They they compare him to Tyler Hansborough. They compare Walker Kessler to Tyler Hansborough, too. No, 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 they don't. They just <laughs> say he rebounds kind of like Tyler. He, he's more of a He's more of an Eric Montross that can shoot to me. Heard. He's more of an Eric Montross that can shoot it to me. But his ability to rebound the basketball without getting over the backs is absolutely phenomenal. I I am a huge fan of Walker Kessler. He is going to be a problem down the road for the University of North Carolina. And if he stays all four years, we we have our center position locked up for, for, for the next four years if he decides to stay. I'm calling it. If this team stays, I only see top maybe two, at the most, three people leaving. This is a championship team. Uh, if not next year, definitely year three. 
I don't I don't necessarily know about see like our class next year. You get done twelve thousand and um my kid out of Fayetteville. Yeah, but that's it. And I think I think we got what one scholarship left, maybe Chip, two. Chip might Chip, oh, Chip ain't coming. No I saw him there. play and my goodness. Your problem, ain't he? I told you your problem. Anyone who gets Chet and gets him in the weight room, my lord. Uh, you don't want to he, get he's the one and done. He's the one and done. They ain't gonna well, get he's gonna get in the weight room. room. Yeah, he will get in the weight room, okay. but he's the one and done. He won't, he won't, and that and that's if they don't change the rule. That joker might not be going to school. He might take the G League path. I don't see him. I see him going to school. I think he's a college kid. I agree. Kid. I agree. I do agree he's a college kid, but you just never know nowadays. But for me, if he can. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Chet. I, you know, I done told the Chet yeah. story on here a few times, but I'm a huge fan of Chet. I don't see him coming to North Carolina. I, I hope he does, as all, you know, these schools are hoping to get the number one player in the nation. But at the end of the day, I think his skill set, um, his skill set is probably a little bit different than what North Carolina is used to. And, and again, I said on this show before that North Carolina, he, I, for me, he would fit North Carolina's system, and he would – think about this. If you had him and Walker Kessler as your starting four and five. Yeah. With his, with his ability to get the ball off of the rim and push it himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and so so where do you play him? Do you play him like a KD? Do you play him as, as a post, like a stretch four kind of deal? Like, so he, he gives you all of that type of freedom. He does. He does. He, you, he, you can run the pick and roll with him. Yeah. So, I, but again, it's all about, it's all about, uh, and you know what, my, my guy, shout out to Jawal Williams, man. Uh, he made a great point uh, this year and he said, you know, most guys coming in are looking to go to the league so fast that they forget how to play college basketball. Mm. And, and I think, and I think that's what you're, you're seeing a lot of this year and and I think these kids, just like, you know, R.J. Davis, uh, Caleb Love, they have to live in the moment. Live in the moment. moment. Be, be a college player first and then go get your bread in the NBA. But while you're, while you're here, kind of live in the moment. I do think these kids are growing up way, 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 way too fast. Um, and hey, that's what social media area. I was just about yeah. to say, it's, it's full yeah. social media. Because I was watching even just watching high school basketball, I'm like, these are kids. Like they they just feel like adults. They feel older than me. And I'm looking Absolutely. at Mikey and Mikey's a sophomore. I'm like, there's no right. way that kid is a sophomore from the way he speaks to the way he carries mm -hmm. himself to even like, you know, him looking older than what he does. I'm like, this is, it's insane to me how these kids aren't kids anymore. And it, and it sucks because even it even sucks worse this year because we're in a pandemic and they don't even get the full college experience. So right. now it's just right. really, you know. Like why why do I need to be here? Exactly. Yeah. I, I didn't want to yeah. say it like that, but I mean, yeah. kind of. I don't want to say a pointless year, but I really feel for a lot. It of technically years. is a pointless year because everybody gets this year for free. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, everybody gets this year for free. So and people forget that too. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like this year, as, as pointless as it is, it means a lot. Because if you do get this year for free, 
then so now I, I North Carolina does look better next year. Yeah. What if what if everybody wants to come back? What if everybody like, you know what? But you know, I guess again again, we talked to, you know, uh Trent Forrest about this, about you know, the class that's coming in next and you know, like those things, those things are going to come into play on yeah. a lot of different campuses. Yeah. And speaking of, bro, what's the kid from Texas name, man? Uh, Matt Coleman, bro. Bro, I could have sworn yeah. that man, yeah. I could have sworn that man graduated six years ago. Nice. Bro, how long he been at Texas, bro? <laughs> when I turned on the game, I said, wait a minute. Is he still there? <laughs> bro, that man been at Texas for, he had, it's, it's been eight years. Yeah. I feel like it's been eight years. They cheat. Yeah, he's he's twenty two. So yeah, this is senior year. Yeah, he must have redshirted a year or something. Um, let's let's check it out right quick. See if we can get Matt Coleman roster. Yep, yep. This is his fifth year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it came from Oak Hill. No, no. This is his fourth year. I'm tripping. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, no red shirts. That's crazy, bro. I could have sworn he was there. A heck of a career, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. He been, he been killing. Yeah. He been balling for them for quite a bit now. About three years. Yeah. He started. It, it feel like five, though. <laughs> played and started 101 of a possible 102 games his first three years. Mm -hmm. He already a thousand point score. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me and you both looking, yeah. He's yeah. He's yeah. a star. Yeah. And he, he killed us with that step back today. Listen, listen. I why Carolina that's what Carolina's missing. There, there's no like I don't know. Like we said. What what you what you gonna say? Go ahead. Just I don't know. What do you what do you want me to say? Go ahead. Go ahead and say what you're gonna say right there. Because go ahead. I, I I don't know why this just feels hard for him. Like I, I just I want it to be simpler, and there's just no shots being made. When you look at Texas making those easy shots, that fadeaway jumper that Coleman had at the end, like Carolina doesn't have that. Like it, it's, it's what it, what it, if you if you take me through that last play, what do you see okay. from Texas versus what you will ever see from North Carolina? Oh it's God. a simple answer. I really want to get this right. What? He, he, cle he cleared out the floor. He had the whole half of the floor to play with. For whatever reason, we didn't make him pass the basketball. For right. whatever reason. I think whatever. I had him on that, on that part, yeah. You know, it, it, but here, spacing. Wait, I was yeah, I knew you. That's it. That's it. North Carolina can't create because their spacing is so bad. Like they got guys all on top of each other. Yeah. Like even in the post, yeah. like when yeah. you think it's one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. like here go another dude cutting. Like, yeah. like again, like space the floor. Like I think, I think that's the biggest piece, but he cleared them out. He had, he had the whole right left side of the floor yeah. to play yeah. with yeah. going right. Hit him, hit him with a step back cash. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and there's nobody in sight to help off. Or, yeah. or to stunt, yeah. or to make the shot more difficult. Yes. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, it's plays like that, that again, we have to do better 
later on in the season. And and I and I feel like and I feel like they will. They'll get there. They're freshmen right now. Yeah. They don't understand, you know, you know, loading to the ball. Well, they do understand it because the coach works on it every day in practice. So they 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 will they'll get better. They'll get better. But what else, you know, final question about what? I'm just watching some of the highlights and just oh. looking at this and this. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> but and but but again, we lost by two points on the buzzer beater at that. But again, we should have won the game by eight. I do not know. I had the perfect question for you to end this segment. Um, what oh, do you man. say? No, you're fine because you kind of already hinted at it with saying that this team last year would have lost by 30. Mm -hmm. um, what good did Carolina do? Because they fought. Like, right. a minute there, I, I just knew this game was a wrap, but they came back multiple times and only lost by two. So, what yeah. is the good in all of this? I, I say I say you, you you do have a few dogs on your team. You got and again you have you have the talent now. You have the talent to make the plays. The piece of it is getting them in the position that that's that the plays that they're making can be a little bit easier. Right. Like right now, I feel like everything that North Carolina does is tough as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now, we averaging like sixty something points. Yeah. That ain't North Carolina basketball. North Carolina basketball is about 80, 90. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we ain't been there. I don't think we've been there in a couple of years for real. Yeah. And yeah. so, so, so things just aren't as easy as they should be for North Carolina. And, and, and one of the reasons why is because of the spe one spacing, but also we don't have the shooting that we've had in the past. So, okay. One more. And then I'm done. So when you're looking at how this, the the time between games does that impact anything because Carolina plays Iowa next uh next Tuesday and after that they don't play again until um I truly want to say I want to do it the right way hold on I got you they don't play again until they, the 19th yeah. so they got like yeah. 11 days almost yeah. two weeks off does that also that, impact, you know, them finding that chemistry that Carolina needs too? Because, yeah, the, the chemistry and the shots that, that they're missing. Yeah, I, I think I think I think they'll be able to take this game, and they'll be able to see, like, listen, look how close we were to winning. Look how close we were to winning the Maui Invitational, the championship game of the Maui Invitational. And you can even go back to the Stanford game too, because there was plenty of things in that game that they they ended up overcoming in that game that they didn't in the Texas game. Also, so they, they they started down, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but, but I, I don't me me I don't I don't ever think about this. Anytime a team jumps out to a huge lead, it's always a game by halftime. Like I don't I don't ever pay attention to a team jumping out 13-0. 15-0, 20-0, cause guess what? The tide is gonna change back to what it's supposed to be, and it, it'll be a game by halftime. Most, most, in most cases, if you ever notice that team jumps out big, it's a five-point game by halftime, if that. Okay. You know I'm what I'm saying? saying? So I, I don't. I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with with that part of it. But the 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 Stanford game, you can go back and say, hey, listen, this is what we did. We were able to overcome these things to win this game, but this is why we can't do this because now you got the Texas game. Same thing y'all did. It, it, we couldn't make shots and we turnovers and all that kind of stuff against Stanford. 
Because me and my, I, I picked Stanford to beat us. Yeah, you did. Like, we ended up overcoming it. But now you got the Texas game. And now the Texas game shows you why you can't do what you did in the Stanford game. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll see. I, and I'm hoping that the practice time they get off because, again, like you said, the game with Elon is postponed, maybe even canceled. Um, you got Iowa coming up here in the in the in the Big Ten classes, and that's at, at Iowa. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's this one is going to be a, a a really good game to test who we are because at one point in the game, I thought Texas was punking us, and I and I said, bro, we a little soft, mm-hmm. but we but we woke up a little bit. Yeah. We woke up a little bit. We didn't wake up the way that I I don't know, I don't know. Like we didn't wake up the way that I wanted us to wake up. But we made it a game, and and and, that, and that's okay. That's okay. You ain't, you ain't got to punch everybody in the face. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like we got punched in the face, and for me, I wanted them to punch back, but they slapped them. So you know, I'm okay with a slap. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I want a two piece. You hit me with one bow. Oh, two piece bow bow. <laughs> they got they got hit bow, and then they was like, man, shut up. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but you know, they, at least at least they fought back. I'm okay with that. Okay, so who does this team need going forward? Like, who who needs to be like, all right, it, it's, it's time to, to... It ain't changed. Leaky freaking black. Heard. Leaky. Well, it's well, leaky. Coach has, has uh, with Stanford, he, you know, made the final playoffs with Stanford, and he actually tied the game for Carolina in um, against Texas. Um, both games, he was fantastic defensively. Coach even praised him, saying he was sensational. And that Leaky mm-hmm. continues to be uh, a premier defensive player, but um, what is Leaky missing? So right now, I think it is. So again, I completely agree with Coach's sentiments. He has been fantastic. It, it is up for our guards to make shots. So once our guards start making shots, then I feel like that opens up the floor even more for Leaky. Right. Because then Leaky, so again, 8 and 10, 10 and 8, the game before, again, I like those numbers. But we can be so much better than that. Again, we only averaging 60-something points right now. Right. I feel like we can get to 80 easily with the bigs that we have, with the yeah. guards that we have, and with Leaky Black being very, very efficient. Again, it's, it's, it, 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 so we're not missing where we are missing. We got shots we're missing making shots but the person the person is still continuously leaky black heard and again i thought andrew playtech was gonna come in and do something but yeah uh -uh. he played for six minutes with zero points um yeah that was i don't know what that was about though yeah he didn't because he played decently against yeah but whatever we'll see where the tide goes sometimes um Carolina's next game is against Iowa uh, next Tuesday on ESPN at 7.30 for the Big Ten Classic. Now we're looking into the ACC, NCAA as a whole. What team or player um, has shocked you so far? It's the team, honestly. And that team is Virginia Tech for me. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. That's it. And, 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 and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> I, I know Virginia Tech is good, but I, 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 I didn't see this. I was going to see this. I didn't. 
and I, I'll be completely honest with that. I didn't see this, but I am I am pleasantly surprised by what Virginia Tech has been able to do. And again, with with you know COVID and all that kind of stuff, and with not having a preseason and all that kind of stuff, they they've come out and played, man. And I'm and I'm I like what I see from Virginia Tech. Yeah. I like Mike Young. I, I think he's a fantastic coach, and I think he's a player's coach. Um, he just yeah. got to Virginia Tech last year from Wofford, and he had, a, you know, a player follow him, and uh, Keeve, is it Kiva Aluma? 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aluma. Um, I think it's Aluma. Yeah, but, you know, just in the first three games, he's averaging 18 points and six of nine for three from three. So, I, yeah, Virginia Tech because Wofford, Wofford always gets players who are very capable of playing in the ACC. And, man, because of Mike Young, they go to a Wofford, and they and they exceed expectations. But they are very much capable of playing in the ACC. He got plenty – he had plenty of players like that at Wofford. And, and for him to come to Virginia Tech, it's no surprise that he's doing the job that he's done with better players. I mean, yeah. hell, he dominated while he was at Wofford. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that they're that – they're, let me say it doesn't surprise me that he can coach <laughs> like he's a, he's been a great coach. It is, I think it is surprising me that they're doing so well at the beginning of this yeah. season. Yeah. But it's surprising me because I don't know what they were picked in the ACC, but I feel like they're going to blow that out the water. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are absolutely right. You are. So um, looking at the ACC, there are seven teams remaining undefeated. Um, Louisville is the only Duke one. Duke ain't that, one of them. <laughs> no, they're not. But Louisville is the only team that is 4-0. I think they've the only one who, have, who has played a complete season so far. Um, but, yeah, Virginia Tech is 3-0. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Virginia I, Tech I, yeah. shocked Villanova. Yeah, they did. That was a good yeah. game. Yes, it that was. That was a really good game. And they play tomorrow against VMI at 8 p.m. So that should be an yeah. easy win for them. Yeah, they'll they'll beat VMI. I hope they just don't slip up and do nothing stupid like lose to VMI. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you're riding on this high horse, and like you're 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 exceeding expectations. You're playing well. I hope they just don't let go of the reins and and overlook like a VMI and mess around and lose to them. Like, so I think who, who did that? Kentucky did that. Nah, Liberty's pretty good. I can't, I can't. Or Richmond, excuse me. They beat Rich, Richmond beat them. They I, I can't I can't say that. I can't say that. So yeah. Can we give we'll a see. shout out to, to Juan Dixon, a former Maryland superstar? Um, first of all, what he did at um, you know, against Duke. He had them on their, their toes there for a minute. Um, even though Duke won, um yeah. State wasn't going away. But they played Virginia Tech December 19th, you know. Juan getting these ACC teams to play them is it's pretty big. So that's my, my point. Playing two big ACC teams who are highly ranked. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's playing right. lower level teams. But yeah, I'm interested to see this Conference State and Virginia Tech game on December 19th. So. Are you interested because you think it's going to be a game or are you interested because it's... Well, for one, it being an HBCU, I believe. Isn't Conference State an HBCU? I think yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For it being an HBCU playing against an ACC team, and I want to see, you know, what Juan Dixon, how he improves over the next two, three weeks. Um, yeah, I, I think. If you can hang with Duke, I think he can hang with Virginia Tech. 
might not um, win, but I, I, I don't think Virginia Tech is better than Duke. Do you think so? Oh my goodness! Maybe. I, I, so, when did so they again, play? I, I put, I put something, I put something on my Instagram earlier, and I said. I'll take basketball IQ over talent any day. If you got both, perfect. But for me, I'm, I'm choosing basketball IQ. And right now, and, and I've only watched Duke play once, and, and they and they didn't they didn't make shots this game against Michigan State. But I feel like Virginia Tech has a lot of talented, high basketball IQ players mm. with a great coach. That is dangerous. Well, Virginia Tech doesn't meet another um, ranked team until January 2nd. So, and that's yeah, against Virginia. That's against and that's going to be a fantastic game. Yeah, don't, don't, sleep, don't sleep on that Clemson game, though. Don't sleep on that Clemson game because okay. Clemson, right before Coppin State, they play them on the 15th. Yeah. So, because, again, ACC play is going to be very, very tough this year. I, I think I think ACC play this year is going to be like one of those type joints where you lose one game, you can fall from first place to, to seventh place. I think that's how tight the ACC is going to be this year. And I, well, I hope I hope it's that tight. And, you know, then I, I don't see one team running away with it. So, like you said, this this will be I'm excited to see Florida State play. I, I still haven't too. watched them yet. I am, too. Uh, I am too. So, who has they haven't played yet? Yeah, no, they they're playing. Haven't. They're playing now. On yeah, the no, nah, yeah, yeah, against North Florida. Yeah, Auburn. North Florida. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, they don't. Yeah, they just they just kicked it off. Yeah. yeah, they just kicked it off. Matter of fact, I'm gonna need to turn that on soon. Yeah, um, and then I think we had um, who's your player of the week or or yeah, the player of the week first week of basketball. Um, I don't know if I well I I'll, I'll give it to him. I I don't know if he's my player of the week, but he he is a player that I am excited to watch. Um but I I will give him player of the week too. Jalen Suggs out of mm-hmm. Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Like and I and and I had the pleasure of watching him uh for the last couple of years as uh you know assistant and then head coach of team Felton uh mm-hmm. on the Under Armour circuit. So I've had the pleasure of watching him for the last couple of years and and so he he was on that team with, with Chet. So, mm-hmm. like, again, most of the time, getting a chance to watch him, I, I knew he was good, but I think Gonzaga was the perfect fit for him. Perfect. And I, I for me, Gonzaga is the team to beat, even though they're down right now to, to, to West Virginia by five at, at the end of the first half. But I think Gonzaga is the team to beat this year, and we'll 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 see what they do with it throughout the year. Now, um, we said a play that we're most excited to see or, or develop, and I, for, um, <laughs> <laughs> who is it? You, I, I'm, I'm gonna say Caleb only because Caleb who? Don't do this. You know we need to know who you're talking you know, about. You know I have faith that exceeds a lot of of, of people's faith um, in players, but I I want to see how Caleb develops. I want to see how he rises to the occasion. Caleb Love of Carolina because David is 
is is David. Um, and I think he's played pretty well. Um, this today's game wasn't his best. Oh, I oh, I hear it. No, today's game wasn't his best, but I, I do think he's learning and I want to see how he progresses over the next couple of weeks. Talk to me back I, I, at the end of December, see if I change, I change it. You know, there's always one player I'm rooting for. You ain't lying. I guess he's gonna be your Kenny Williams this year. <laughs> Because as ex- I, I am, I, I am excited to see what Caleb does as well. I am, he, I am hopeful. He, I, I, I but think listen, he has a lot gonna, of weight it, it, on his shoulders. I mean, he comes from, he he's from Missouri or St. Louis. And, you know, his coach was Jason Tatum's dad. And, you know, I think there's just a lot of weight on him. And I think once why? he, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, with, you're a freshman with all these expectations, and then we're in the COVID year. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. So, listen, man, basketball is basketball. I know, but still, a kid is a kid. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, and he has a lot of growing up to do. And I, and I think that he has to learn a lot with this Carolina team, playing with RJ Davis, and you know, finding his shot and things like that. So, to me, I think he has to. To me, it's again for me. And this is again, I, I, I'm, I, it's possibly me being a little critical a little bit, but I, I, I think, I think North Carolina has to do a better job of putting him in a position to maximize what he does best. He's a bucket. He is. He's a bucket. He is. But I don't think he, again, man, it goes back to the spacing that I see on the floor, like. And then you have two bigs in that are clogging up the paint. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I don't. I, so, I don't then, we'll so, see. so then, do you also have to think about how you also play Garrison and Armando? Because it looks like they're playing the same position on the floor a little mm-hmm. bit. Like you can't really tell a difference between them, and they're climbing on top of each other. So yeah, that's, that's, that's true. So not only do we have to think about you know how Caleb and RJ you know, who's running what, at, at what point. But do you think that Coach Williams has to define Armando and Garrison's role when they're playing together? Because you know, I, I that to, to me, it's a little different. When Armando and, and De'Ron are together, it's, it's a vast difference in, in how they play. Um, but I don't know why, to me, it looks like Garrison and Armando aren't just like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't know, know if it's... I don't know if it's like, you know, a, we have to define roles more so in every now and then don't post up, get out, hit a pick and roll, everybody else space out. Like, I think it's, I I really do think it's that simple. I really do think it's that simple. I think Caleb Love and RJ Davis have the ability to be able to run a pick and roll and make plays for their teammates and also make plays for themselves. I think the piece of it is, is when you have a, whether it's, whether it's, whether it's uh, Armando, whether it's uh, Garrison, whether it's Dayron Shot, whether it's Walker Kessler, all of them in the paint at the same time and both literally are just taking up both blocks. Yeah. Then when I'm a flash, I post and, but, they, but, the, but the paint is always clogged. They, they again, nobody spaces to the, to the, to the dunker spot, short corner. Nobody, it's always, a big moving around in the paint. So there's no room to drive. And even when they drive, even like 
I, I watched it yesterday. Caleb, or maybe it was RJ, he drove baseline and Walker just stayed there and posted up. Like he did he didn't release his post up and get to the middle of the floor for to give an outlet pass. So the only pass that he had was to the corner and he couldn't make that pass because somebody had cut it off. So like so there again, when I say it's little things, it is absolutely little things that can help North Carolina's offense and help these kids be able to uh, maximize some of their talents. And, and that's why I'm I'm not fearful of the development of uh, RJ or Caleb throughout this time. I think once we start making shots, the rest of that will kind of open up. Because so right now, everybody's just packing the paint on us because they know we, we, we're an inside-out team. And if we can start making shots, then I think that'll help. So confidence. Confidence is 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 a key word here that we're looking at. There it is. Heard. All right. Well, uh, that's it for me. That's a, a good week one wrap-up for Carolina and the ACC and the NCAA. Um, can't say what games we're looking forward to because it's next Tuesday. We'll have a podcast out by then, ideally. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so uh, anything else that we left on the table that needs to be discussed? Uh, yeah. How, how, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it what was good. Did, did we have a podcast this Thanksgiving? We didn't. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't. It was yeah. good. Just me, my mom, and, and my stepdad, and that's it. Like, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody <laughs> Thanksgiving was a little slim this year, bro. Yeah. We did the whole Zoom thing. It was so whack. I hated yeah. every bit of it. But I'm sure the yeah. food was good. Food was good, so I'm I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. still eating, still eating off them leftovers. I'm about to go eat me some time. ham now. It's time. <laughs> them leftovers out. It's been a week. Uh, and and, and where, where, the way I grew up from, you don't waste no food. I was That's done. Ain't so, so much you can just eat of the same food. Absolutely, it is. Oh, I got some tater salad in there. That I'm finna go tackle. Mac wine and cheese. I'm finna go tackle and a good old ham. You sounds good though. Oh, it's oh, it's great. Every single time, microwave does wonders. Bang. <laughs> All right, David. Um, yeah, go ahead and close it out. I'm hey. Back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for joining us on another edition of the Play in the Fan. Man, we definitely appreciate y'all again. Send in your questions that we can we can tackle. Send in all kind of stuff to us. Y'all know my joint at Instagram is at D David Anthony Noel the Third and Kiara Luck. Um, hit us up, man. And, yeah. You know we'll we'll tackle some of your questions and all that kind of stuff, and then we'll go from there. But thank y'all for listening again, Kiara. You good? I, you know what? Hold on. Let me say this. I low key want to bring back on the mamas and get. <laughs> Miss <laughs> hey. Ham has been like on one on Twitter, and I really want to get her back up here. Like, what she been saying on Twitter? I need to follow Miss Ham. I need you to follow all she, Look, she is about to pull up on a couple people. Like, talk about her son. Oh, negative. She is yeah, about to yeah. pull up from Alabama on everybody. Yeah, I love it. They don't play them games. Ain't nobody talking about my son. I bet, and that's another thing too, man. People got to understand, man. These kids, man. Yes. They kids, yeah. man. Like they ain't professionals, they ain't getting paid for this. So like, so like be a, just be a fan of your team. Like you can you can be mad at the game, but you can't be mad at like a specific player or, or team. And I know that's tough to do. That's tough to do. But at the end of the day, 
you know, tailor, tailor, tailor your, tailor your tongue sometime, man. Yeah. <laughs> and don't be so brave. Don't be so brave behind them thumbs. Yeah, at that point, because people will pull up. Yeah, I, I'll be happy to tell people that, bro. Stay in your lane, man. Don't be out here just doing all that craziness, man. That's good stuff, though. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have.